Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Our pal Colin Wilson from the Action Network will join us in just a moment here, giving us college football bets for this weekend. We'll obviously touch on the Jim Harbaugh situation in Michigan, where in case you missed it, uh, we talked about this last segment in the first hour of the show today, that uh, Jim Harbaugh will not be allowed to coach the final three games of the season for Michigan against Penn State, Maryland, and Ohio State. He will be allowed to coach during the week. Of course, the thought process is he'll probably be piped into the the sideline somehow in some way. So uh, Harbaugh will not be on the sideline tomorrow for Michigan, as Ken said in our, in our interview in the last segment with Sam Paniotovich, Penn State's getting bet a little bit. And we have this to add now from Bruce Feldman, who covers college football for The Athletic. And this is from the Big Ten, who said it does not have um, any knowledge indicating that Jim Harbaugh was aware of the, of the signal-stealing scheme. I, all these college football writers write in a way that's like impossible to read, by the way. Like, God bless all of them. Here's the quote. This is, not a, this is from the Big Ten. This is not a sanction of Coach Harbaugh even though it is, it's a sanction against the university that under the extraordinary circumstances presented by this offensive conduct, dot, dot, dot. So basically Harbaugh didn't know, but also like they did it and we're going to punish Jim Harbaugh as a result. So we're, this is a, obviously this is a developing story. We will bring you the information as we, as it comes in here on You Better You Bet. But what we know right now, Harbaugh will not be on the sideline coaching tomorrow for Michigan on the road at Penn State where they're, I haven't looked at the market, but they were a four point favorite literally like 15 minutes ago. We'll talk about it coming up with our pal Colin Wilson in just a moment. Anthony DeBundo joins us in 20 minutes, giving us soccer bets. Ken's entire college football card in 40 minutes, including his bet on Michigan and Penn State. Uh, coming up again to start next hour. Brad Evans still to come. All our bets for tonight and for NFL this weekend in the final hour of the show. But joining us right now uh, from the Action Network and the Big Bets on Campus podcast, which everyone should check out because it's awesome and because it features many friends of the show, not just Colin Wilson, but also Brett McBurphy and Stucky, some of our buddies from the Action Network. Check out Big Bets on Campus. Our friend Colin Wilson on Twitter at underscore Colin1. Colin spelled with two L's, one of the best out there, one of our favorite guests here on the show. My friend, welcome back to You Better You Bet. Uh, Nick and Ken, happy Harbaugh Day. Yeah, happy Harbaugh guy. I, I hope everybody is getting what they want. Everybody outside of Michigan wants some sort of suspension. Everybody within doesn't think being off the sideline is that big of a deal. There's no happy medium here. But to pretend that he doesn't know what's going on is just a joke. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not involved. I'm an SEC guy. <laughs> yeah, it's also, I mean, like, <clears throat> excuse me, Colin. I was also going to say, like, yes, like, I know everyone hates Michigan right now. Also, like, you're announcing it while the team is flying to Penn State which I think yeah. your your colleague Brett McMurphy brought up where it's like, okay, like, thi- like this is when it happens. Like they're about to touch down basically to like him thinking he's going to coach in the game. It just, it all seems kind of weird. What, like obviously you're a better and you follow college football. What is the betting impact of this, of Harbaugh not being on the sideline for three games? Is there one? Yeah, I, I, we, you know, we wrote a story up at Action and I, I believe I had a blurb in there that said Harbaugh's worth two points to the spread for Michigan, right? And that's what we applied to Urban Meyer when he was gone for a three-game series, I think back in 2018 when he wasn't allowed. 
around the games. But really, who's calling the plays there? It's not Jim Harbaugh. It's his coordinators. I mean, he has input on fourth and one. He has input on when we're punting and not. But besides that, he doesn't. You have to – I mean, come on. Don't quit insulting our intelligence. I mean, if Michigan is smart enough to buy tickets worldwide, scout everybody, do you think it matters that he's not on the sidelines? You, you don't think it'll have a way to communicate whether he wants to go for it or punt like it? This suspension off the sidelines and not coaching the game, it, it's just, it's all so such ludicrous. And it's just trying to save face with everybody at every program in the Big Ten. Does it make you like want to make a bet in either the game against Penn State on Saturday or like Ohio State coming up in a couple of weeks as you start to conceptualize that? It sounds like you think this is a nothing burger, Colin, but like yeah. I have to ask that question and like get an answer from you because you're one of like the best out there. Like, does it make you want to bet Penn State or Michigan tomorrow with the market moving against Michigan? And does it change the way you view Michigan, Ohio State in a couple of weeks with Harbaugh not on the sideline? The look ahead market there has Michigan about a six point favorite. I'm going to go with that term, nothing burger, because what, what it comes down to is your coordinators are the one that make the changes at halftime. The game plan's already in. The team's already practiced. The laminated card's already made. We know what we're doing at third and two on the 33. Like, it's it's all predetermined. And so, you know, what it affects when these coaches get banned from sidelines and being coaches is the halftime adjustments. Well, Harbaugh, first off, they never change anything. They're always the same style, no matter if it works or not. Look at all the games that they've lost really bad or won really bad. It's because they don't change what they do. And he's not that big of an influence as his coordinator. So it's it's a nothing burger from a handicap perspective. I still like Penn State. I think they're going to cover. I like the over even more. But uh, none of that has to do with Harbaugh being around a coach. So, Colin, give us an idea then of – obviously, you just gave us kind of your bets for that game and, and how you see it playing out. Tell us how you see it playing out. Tell us why you like what you like in that game. The, uh, the market, I'll just give it again. Just with the Harbaugh news, things are moving a little bit. Uh, so a lot of the four and a halfs have gone to four. So Michigan basically a four-point favorite in most places. The total is kind of – there's this push and pull in the market where the over has gotten bad early in the week, and now it's kind of we're all over the place. I'll call it 45 right now or something like that. Uh, your bets for Michigan-Penn State. 45 is key, so I see some 44s out there. I like the over in this game. There is a big appetite from Penn State to all of a sudden throw explosive plays. They had 15 throws over 20 yards through seven games through Ohio State. Now all of a sudden it's Indiana and Maryland. They've had 12 passes over 20 yards. Uh, you know, Mike Yurisich, the coordinator, says that we feel comfortable in the efficiency with Drew Aller and some of his targets. So you're going to see Penn State take some shots. On the other side, J.J. McCarthy has been – fantastic with pressure last year only had one big time throw in 93 dropbacks with pressure and he just wasn't very good this year he has eight big time throws with less dropbacks so far i mean he's been great he barely has a bump and adjusted completion percentage whenever he does get pressure so i think he's going to be able to get downfield but we're going to know pretty fast like i said the, the game plan is not going to change in this so if they come out and both teams are trying to establish the rush and play pile of you know three yards and a pile of a dirt football then it's probably gonna go under but i think it's gonna go over because both these teams are taking shots downfield you better you better hear nick and ken on a phenomenal football friday talking college football with the weekend with our pal colin wilson from the action network big bets on campus podcast on twitter um underscore colin one colin spelled with two l's uh colin your action network teammate big bets on campus teammate brett mcmurphy america's college football insider <laughs> tweeting a moment ago and i want and i and i quote Michigan not going down quietly. School says it, open quote, intends to seek a court order together with Coach Harbaugh preventing this disciplinary action from taking effect. 
So this again, I feel like we're like, I'm like Wolf Blitzer in the situation room right now. Like this is all happening in real time. Like maybe Harbaugh does coach tomorrow and this gets kicked down the road to the Maryland game coming up, the Ohio State game, kind of like we'll see what happens here uh, and we'll bring you any reporting as it comes in from Brett McMurphy or otherwise. Colin, final question on all of this and then we will get to like the games for this week and what you know everybody wants. Just on the Heisman Trophy where Michael Penix is the favorite, Bo Nix behind him, Marvin Harrison towards the top of the board, McCarthy towards the top of the board. I'm like, you know, you're you're really great at this. Like, if Harbaugh doesn't coach and McCarthy balls out against really good competition, does that help him? Do you think this is just quarterback that wins the Pac-12 title game? Marvin Harrison, like, where are you at here with the Heisman in about 30 to 45 seconds? And then we will get to bets for games this weekend, other than Michigan and Penn State. I will be heading out to the Pac-12 championship game in Las Vegas. It is going to be a quarterfinal game to get into the college football playoff, and the winner of that game will probably crown their quarterback as the Heisman Trophy winner. So play that accordingly. I was shocked this week to see that Oregon is minus six in a look-ahead line against Washington. Like, I, I already make it Oregon minus four, and I thought every – I get so much Twitter hate when people don't like my projections, but it was minus six now. So – and I think Oregon's going to cover that. And I think Bo Nix is going to win the Heisman. So, uh, you know, there's, I would play those numbers accordingly. You got two or three weeks to, leading up to that. So take that, McCarthy. All right. Okay. I, I hope Nix wins too. I have Nixon Harrison. Like, I, I hope you're right. And maybe Harrison's the safety net if things get crazy. I don't know. Uh, Colin, why don't we be open ended? You gave us bets for Michigan, Penn State. They're not an obvious, like, secondary great game. SEC's got some okay games. Pac 12's got, you know, Oregon, USC. Uh, your next favorite bet for this week is what? Uh, I do like the over in Georgia and Ole Miss, uh, but I, you know, I might have to tailor that off and just say that Georgia's going to hit the over. I've I've come on here, I've come, I've told everybody for weeks now that this Georgia offense is way more explosive now with the loss of Brock Bowers because we're looking downfield, and we're hitting a lad McConkey who can make all kinds of things happen after he gets the ball. I love the over in this game, but Ole Miss losing their right tackle Micah Pettis is a monster loss here because Ole Miss could have gashed Georgia in the front seven, running outside zone. Quinchon Judkins has his biggest explosive plays off of right tackle, off of right tight end, and that's because of Micah Pettis for Ole Miss. Now that he's out and not playing, Ole Miss is scrambling on the offensive line. So, I, you know, this was a game I thought there would be a, a backdoor lane cover here, maybe sitting at 18, coming down to 11. I'm no longer in that boat because if you – I mean, Georgia's just been gashed by quarterbacks and RPOs. You think Peyton Thorne ran for 90 yards? Brady Cook ran for 40 yards last week? Jackson Dart was going to be able to do the same, but I am just completely staying away from that with Ole Miss losing their very superior right tackle. I still do like the over in this game. That means Jackson Dart's going to throw a lot more, so give me the over in Georgia Ole Miss. Colin, and any of the other big games this weekend in college football, whether it's Tennessee and Missouri, Utah and Washington, any picks on the big games? Maybe we can do some smaller games after that in the time we have remaining. I can do the whole board, guys. Let's go. So I, I do like Tennessee to beat Missouri. Uh, I know that's gone up a little bit, but it's a really bad spot for Missouri after they really emptied the tank. Uh, Luther Burton, one of the best, the, the best slot wide receiver in all of college football, probably not going to play in this game. Tennessee has been fantastic against explosives, and their offense just as good running the ball as they are throwing. This is a really bad spot for Missouri. So I, I do like the I do like uh, the balls. Colin, I'm, I'm obligated to ask you one question about what I'll just call like the ridiculously low total of the week, which we've done for three straight games now in the Big Ten. This week, it's Rutgers and Iowa, Iowa and somebody. And sometimes the game's on a baseball field and sometimes it's not. That's basically what this is. So Rutgers, Iowa. Iowa is a one and a half point favorite and the total 
is now down to 27 and a half in a few places uh, in a college football game. Obviously, we're seeing like historic totals with Iowa in these brutal games that are actually like they're kind of fun to bet on because they're just different. Uh, do you have an angle here? Like, is there something that you like? Essentially, like pick the winner. I guess it could land one a lot. Uh, pick the winner of the game and the totals 27 and a half. I think one thing about totals that separates what I do versus everybody else is I'm really trying to gauge scoring opportunities. I mean, a lot of people focus on pace and net yards per play, but really how many scoring opportunities can you make? Rutgers is top 10 and havoc allowed. They don't make any mistakes. They have methodical drives. They don't fumble. They don't throw interceptions. They don't allow people to tackle them in the backfield, which is Iowa's complete mission objective on defense is to create havoc. And because Rutgers doesn't allow any havoc whatsoever. I think they're going to have some successful drives down the field and create scoring opportunities. So, boy, I can't, I don't know, Ken, if I'm going to go out there and like start laying money on an over in an Iowa game, they're breaking all the Excel sheets. But uh, I mean, there is a, there's an avenue here for Rutgers to score points and uh, challenge that total. Uh, what are some other bets you like this weekend, Colin? Games big or small in the great sport of college football? Let's go little. Let's get Georgia State on there against App State. App State, one of the worst rush defenses in all the nation. Georgia State, number one in the nation in rush explosives. And their quarterback, Danny Granger, has chipped in, I think, 800 yards on the ground this year. So they're fantastic. Go out to the West Coast. Cal, who's lost four straight to top 25 opponents in the Pac-12. They're going to overcome Washington State, who's lost five straight. Is a corpse, just lost at home to Stanford. Um, I don't know. How low can we go here? Why is UConn getting steamed money who's betting at UConn who's who has nothing to play for and one win on the season against James Madison I don't know who is betting UConn I've been trying to figure it out all day I think I might have to go to the bar and have a drink because I can't figure out why somebody there is real money pushing the spread down in a couple shops so um Colin's on a fact-finding tour the rest of the day on that one I thought that the, the, the referring to himself in the third person there was, yes. was absolutely outstanding. <laughs> also, I didn't have to eat my shoe because Roman Reigns beat, beat LA Knight last week. Ah. Thankfully, and, uh, I crowned you, which, which, which I needed. Sorry for the bet, Colin, but I, I also didn't want to eat my shoe. Uh, the great yeah. Colin Wilson joining us here on the show. Please support Colin and his Action Network colleagues, uh, Brett McMurphy and Stucky, and check out Big Bets on Campus. Great college football betting podcast. We'll do college basketball as well um, on Twitter at underscore Colin1. My friend, good luck with the bets this weekend. Thank you for hitting us with all the Michigan stuff to start, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, our pal Connor uh, puts Colin Wilson joining us here on the show. I was reading about Connor Stallions <laughs> yes, here. Yes. I'm like, I'm, yes, the I guy mean, we have on every week. Yeah, yes, look, right. we're that's we're right. literally like, I'm juggling so much here in the moment, trying to figure out like all the stuff that's going on. Um, so we gave you what the Big Ten said about Michigan. We have a full Michigan response to the Big Ten, and it is it's pretty heavy. Um, I'm going to read it because it's it's kind of insane in, like, I think a good way. Um, here it is, and I quote. Adam Rittenberg, by the way, our pal from ESPN, tweeting this out. Like all members of the Big Ten Conference, we are entitled to a fair, deliberate, and thoughtful process to determine the full set of facts before a judgment is rendered. Today's action by Commissioner Tony Petiti disregards the conference's own handbook, violates basic tenets of due process, and sets an untenable precedent of assessing penalties before an investigation has been completed. We are dismayed at the commissioner's rush to judgment when there is an ongoing NCAA investigation, one in which we are fully cooperating. 
Commissioner Petiti's hasty action today suggests that this is more about reacting to pressure from other conference members than a desire to apply the rules fairly and impartially. By taking this action at this hour, the commissioner is personally inserting himself onto the sidelines and altering the level playing field that he's claiming to preserve, and doing so on Veterans Day, a court holiday, to try and thwart the university from seeking immediate judicial relief is hardly a profile in impartiality. To ensure fairness in the process, we intend to seek a court order together with Coach Harbaugh preventing this disciplinary action from taking effect. Wow. Gotta love it from Michigan. That's the response you want if you're a Michigan fan, right? Coming out guns blazing here. Uh, so what do you think? Like 50-50 Harbaugh coaches in the game tomorrow now after reading that? I'll say way more than 50-50 coaches in that game. Uh, in a related story, some of the fours went to four and a half. Like a really funny <laughs> back and forth here. It's just really funny. Like as if, like almost like as if this matters. But yeah, it's, but it's very interesting. The statement's obviously very uh, loud. Uh, coming up next in the Situation Room, uh, we'll get soccer bets for the weekend with our pal Anthony DeBundo from the Action Network and the Wonder Goal Podcast.